0: Welcome to the People of Packaging Podcast, where we introduce people to the world of packaging and the people of packaging to the world. Here are your hosts, Adam Peek and Ted Tate. You didn't realize you were getting two episodes this week. Hey, uh, this is our second uh, episode uh, this week from the People of Packaging Podcast. And because of that, we have two cool things to talk about and how they're connected. We're going to be interviewing Mark Samuel from I1 Organics, an awesome company, an awesome dude with a great story uh, today, actually. He has a book that he's come out with, and so uh, you can connect up with him, uh, follow him on LinkedIn at Mark A. Samuel. There'll be a link down below where you can get access to his book. And also, you can get our free ebook that we've been promoting all season uh, going to peopleofpackaging.com and uh, downloading your free ebook. And when you do that, for every download, we're going to be making a donation to a nonprofit that is near and dear to Mark's heart, called Heart of a Hero. You can check that out at heartofahero.org. We're super pumped to be able to help out there. They're doing awesome things for underprivileged children. Um, it's just a cool. I, I'm not going to do it justice in this short little thing. So go to heartofahero.org. Uh, so it's a lot of websites to remember, but um, for every download of the ebook from this episode, uh, we're going to be making a donation. The podcast is to Heart of a Hero, and so we want we want to help out people, we want to help out kids, we just want to be useful and helpful in our community. So uh, that all that to say, we're going to jump into this episode with Mark Samuel. I think you're going to be super blessed by it. He's a great dude. All right. Well, I am, uh, we're another episode here, the People of Packaging Podcast, and I'm joined by uh, a, can I call you a LinkedIn legend? Probably not yet, Ah! right?
1: (laughs) I don't know what you call me.
0: Not quite. Not quite. Well, I know you're a CEO. Uh, You are helping out a ton of people, both with your products and with your encouragement and you know, the energy that you bring and I, I see you all over the place. So I'm, I'm super glad to have you on the podcast. It is Mark. It, you, is it Mark Samuel or Mark a Samuel? Cause I see Mark, both. Samuel. Mark Samuel. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, welcome. Uh, welcome to the, to the people of packaging podcast.
1: Appreciate having me on, man.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, there, there are not a lot of packaging podcasts that exist in the world. I think there's like three. So I expect to see this added into your, uh, to your LinkedIn bio. A proud member of the Packaging Podcast community. Um, so uh, the way that this kind of works is I, I just ask you about yourself and about your company and about what you're doing and the things that, you know, I know you could talk about that forever. And then eventually we'll get into, especially as a CEO of a of a emerging CPG company, you know, um, how how are you impacted personally and your products impacted by packaging? So we'll get into that on the back half. Um, of it, but first, just you know, introduce yourself to people who may not know who you are and what I want is all about, and um, we can go from there.
1: I want Organics uh, stands for I'm Winning on Nutrition. We are a balance based, uh, real foods food company. Uh, we currently have two snacks on the market: our protein puffs and our protein sticks. They're made of plant-based proteins like peas, beans, and brown rice. So they're a little higher in protein and fiber, uh, good fats, and just a balanced nutritional profile. Uh, but really we stand out because of our amazing, amazing flavors uh, that people know us for. Cool, and then how about yourself, like, oh, sorry. How about uh,
0: personally, how, uh, you know, what what's your background and how did you get into this? And, um, you know, it, this seems like it had a story behind it, I guess. Uh, you didn't just wake up one day and say, you know, it's a great idea is, is to, to build this company. So, um, you know, maybe what, what, what's your, if you were a superhero, what's your, what's your backstory? <laughs>
1: um, that's a great question. I don't know about a superhero. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm a parent of two young kids. Um, I've, I've been blessed to be able to do uh, my own thing as far as a, a career and starting uh, different types of companies for the last 20 years. Um, and so I've been in different verticals uh, along the way, but my real passion is health and fitness. I'm a lifelong fitness enthusiast. Um, and the last few ventures that I've been involved with have been in the health and fitness space. So prior to I1, um, I had founded two different uh, bag manufacturing companies. We were specifically mm-hmm. in what many knew us for, which was meal management bags. So I had invented a couple uh, bags as far as uh, carrying meals within uh, different duffels and backpacks and the like, uh, as far as meal management goes for the health and fitness community. Uh, And then got into food food and beverage because that was the space that I really wanted to get into. I saw a void uh, on the savory protein side of of the market. Um, It was something that was filling my own sort of, you know, needs as far as um, eating and eating habits. Uh, And in 2016, uh, started with a a balanced uh, plant-based protein chip. And we've sort of morphed our way into what we are today, which is now we have two extruded snacks uh, that lead the way. And we've got plenty, plenty more innovations uh, to go.
0: That's awesome. Um, So I want to, I want to ask you, I didn't, I want to ask you about this meal, the meal management stuff. Was that, Uh, So, you know, obviously you're, you're in the health and fitness space. Um, What kind of, I mean, what kind of bags was this and did you exit and sell it and then get into it or, um, you know, cause that, that would, you know, that would qualify as packaging. You know, I I would assume packaging comes in all shapes and sizes and um, you know, it's, it's, it's a trillion dollar industry. So it's, it's fairly large. Um, So what was that? Uh, what was that business like? And uh, did you just see a problem as a health fit, as a health and, you know, nutrition enthusiast and say, there's gotta be a solution to this and just went out and did it.
1: Yeah. The, a co-founder and I, this is back in 2000 and maybe seven, 2008. Uh, it was actually about packaging. Like you're saying, because uh, the food that I was eating, I I, I eat, especially at that time, um, I was training extremely hard and, um, I ate probably seven or eight times a day. And the business that we had was within, you know, we were within an office each day, and he would see the way that I was eating. There was food all, all over the, you know, the desk and, and different meals prepared in and Tupperwares and, and, you know, bags as far as Ziploc bags. And that's where the original idea of, of what many would know us for if they're in the fitness community called six pack bags. So we invented the first. Um, what we'd consider to be the first real meal, ma- meal management bag that was dedicated and focused towards the fitness community because it had independently accessible meal containers um, and areas for your protein shake and the like. So um, that's, really, that's really how it started. And, and yeah, as it sort of grew into what Six Pack was um, and, and still is, um, then I had, uh, had left that company, had sold my shares and went off to start another company on my own called Fitmark. And Fitmark started off as a, as a travel bag company dedicated to fitness and health. Um, and then we had gone into the meal management category as well. So a lot of Tupperware involved um, because most of the bags did come um, with accessories like that. So definitely goes back to your original point as far as uh, as far as having products like that around.
0: That's cool. Um,
1: I mean, I love
0: I, I love the solutions. I mean, the the solutions that people come up with, especially around packaging. So, you know, you're, you're using, you're using packaging to solve a problem that you have. And, and I, um, I mean, and that, that happens all the time. That's basically the genesis of packaging. I mean, if we, if, if we were good with just like taking things and carrying it with our hands and then eating it, we wouldn't need it. But lo and behold, uh, that would be, that would be pretty detrimental, especially when it comes to things like, you know, food and well, obviously beverages would be impossible. So, um, that's uh that's super cool and you and you're in uh you're in Northern California correct that's where yeah. you're based I see the background behind you if you're if you're watching on video where where is that that does not yeah, look like I have Northern no California. I have
1: no idea I think so. multiple people have, have pointed out that I think it's like Bora Bora or some something but I always you know jokingly say I got it on Amazon nice I want I, I wanted originally my desk was turned the other way until I had to figure out all this light stuff so I look at it every day as sort of like. I wouldn't call it inspiration. Just calming. Just yeah, there's some calming. But now I see it every day as I do my videos, and it kind of brings me down into a nice little level, uh, level area, which I like to sort of sit out as much as I possibly can.
0: That's great. Yeah. I uh, well, I've got obviously Mike, uh, who inspires me to be the the best that I can be. Right. He's he is undeniably the greatest basketball player of all time. And nobody can argue that with me. Um, and then just some, uh, similarly, some inspirational uh, Banksy quotes, the street artist. I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. Oh so. yeah. There you go. Um, yeah,
1: I'm a, I'm a LeBron, I'm a LeBron fan when it comes to um, that argument, but uh, <laughs> you cannot, you cannot take away uh, MJ uh, in the, in the conversation, so. Uh, I'm just I'm I mean different tangent, but I'm just more about um, the whole the whole LeBron picture. He's just the best to do it on the court, and he's the best to do it off the court. Oh, Uh, undoubtedly. And the latter, I don't care. I don't know where these people come from. All these haters out, you know. Because and I get it. I totally respect it and all that, but you got to pay the man his dues. Uh, and I'm a big fan of good people and he's a good, he's a good person. And it just so happens. He's the best basketball player ever as well. So there you go. There's my, that's it. That's my, we'll we'll get back to the show here. (laughs) Oh man. Well, I, I would have no
0: arguments on, uh, on LeBron being a, by all accounts, a a vastly superior human being. Um, but (laughs) Uh, I would have plenty of arguments, uh, including the the other side of the basketball court, which is the defensive side, where Mike was arguably one of the greatest of all time, along with the offensive side. So we don't have to get into that, although I could spend (laughs) hours uh, talking about my uh, my love, my love of Michael Jordan and basketball. So, um, okay, so you start uh, you you start. I won and. Um, you've, you've detailed this, and this is what I love about how you kind of carry yourself is, um, you know, I, you're constantly in my LinkedIn feed, whatever the algorithm is. So you can blame whatever that algorithm is for us connecting up on this podcast, but it seems like you're just always, you're always there, which is great because you're, you're, you, you have a product that is helping people, right? Eat good food, food that tastes good in a way that's also has a, you know, nutritional value for them. Um, but you don't just, you're sort of, I'll make the connection. You're sort of the LeBron James in that you're also, you know, you're creating a good product, but you're also letting people into the process. Um, you know, so whether it's the, hey, I just got this great sales outreach or, um if you're thinking about starting a company here's what you need to know um where did that come from because a lot of people can make good products lots of people do make good products there's thousands of great products out there but i find that there's very few people who are willing to say i'm going to help pull somebody else along i'm gonna i want to i want to help raise the bar for everyone else where did that come from in your life
1: that's a good question um you know, the brand is me, and I I'm very open and honest about that, right? And I what's what's really nice and what feels so good is that I'm at a place in my life. There's so much work still to be done. So you know, I say this with you know, sort of a grain of salt here, but I have found that I'm at a place where I've discovered my why, and um, often it takes people, you know. It, You know, many, many years. Sometimes they don't find it. Sometimes they find it earlier. I just know that my purpose um, is found within I1 and not about snacks and food and the like. That's part of it. That's a big piece to the foundation of what winning on nutrition is about because I'm such a big believer in balanced nutrition, eating foods that have proteins, fats, and carbohydrates because that is the way that we uh, can have long-term healthy relationships with food. We don't need to talk diets. We don't need to get on low carb, no carb types of transitions. Once we have a good relationship with food, um, the rest sort of will, will play itself out in a really healthy way. Now that's one piece of it, but the idea of winning, the overall positive vibe that I'm trying to put out each and every day is something that really is dear to me. And that has taken many years of discovery. And it's a lot of, it's a lot of work that not only has been put in, but that has to be put in. This isn't a now situation. When I'm talking openly, I often say this, I'm almost projecting. I I, stuff I want to hear, you know, because There are a lot more people like me, I say this a lot, there are a lot more people like me than there are of the storylines that the major successes and raised $15 million and went to Princeton and raised over here and all that. All those are beautiful stories. And I'm just as much of a proponent, but I know what it's like to be down. I know what it's like to struggle. I know what it's like to have mental health issues. I know what it's like to not wanna get up in the morning. I know what it's like to be in a single parent household. I get it. And if I can put out energy that helps others, then that is the greatest form to me. That is what makes me feel the highest of all highs. And and that is the core of what I one is about. And, you know, and that's gotta be put through me, you know, each and every day. So I've just found myself on LinkedIn, it just so happens, as a great platform to do that.
0: Yeah, I, I... I mean, it, it comes across. So, you know, this is, uh, and, and for those of you who are listening or watching, um, Mark and I, this is the first time we've ever met. So, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of live conversing here. And, um, so it, it certainly comes across and it's, it's refreshing because you're right. You see these stories and, and they are, they're, they're cool stories, you know, the, um, the, you know, the person who, you know, grew up and then, you know, they kind of hit down and now all of a sudden it's, you know, like a biblical, like Job, like proportions, right. Like where they just, everything is happening. And it's almost like that's what everybody wants. Um, But I think what's cool about the authenticity that you bring to your brand and that you're to your personal brand, which is also, I won, you know, by extension is that it's, it, the journey is also to be celebrated. The the steps along the journey are to be celebrated. And and so, you know, as somebody who has a full-time job, like in in business development, to see the way that you you bring dignity and value to people and say, hey, let me give you something that was really helpful. You know, let me give you this little tip that somebody gave to me. Uh, To the struggling entrepreneur who's like, I don't know how I'm going to make payroll In two weeks you know I think that you you give them hope because it's it's not as though you're some you know you're not LeBron James like you don't have you know hundreds of millions you might be a billionaire by now I'm not quite sure but you know you're you're there's there's just a a, there's a realness to it so I just want to say that I I know that I appreciate it I'm 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 glad when you come up on my feed, some of them, I'm just like, "Oh gosh, again, you know, you just sort of like wish it would go away. LinkedIn's way better than other social platforms, but um, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's certainly felt.
1: I'm on this journey just like you are. I mean, that's the best way to put it. I'm on this journey just like the millions of others that are on LinkedIn and they see something that's gonna help them get through the day. And speaking of the small, I call them small wins, you know, it's, here's a, it's a plug, but it's a plug, but the, it's going to be free is, you know, I wrote this, I wrote this short book on small wins, a small win, big victories, and uh, it's going to be out in December it, it'll be free. So this isn't even a plug. I'm going to put it out on LinkedIn and people can download it for free. It, it's just, and it, it hits on five or six different areas of our lives. It's all about small wins and implementing that in your life, because that is what this is about. It's about celebrating all the small wins along the way. You don't need the big sale, right? You don't need, um, you know, the, to get married. I, I'm using this as, you, know, you don't need the, this big thing to occur. You need the small daily activities to be added up, right? It's about putting one nutritious meal in the, in the plan for the day. Get it done, right? It's about getting exercise in. You know, if that just means, you know, a walk around the block, that's fine. Just move. Right. And I talk specifically about these, these sort of the social media, put the phone down for three hours, right? Small, small wins lead to the big, big victory. Um, And we just need to be more present is, is what I, what I would say. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm,
0: I'm definitely right there with you. I mean, I, I uh, earlier when COVID started, I decided that I was just, I I didn't have a, I didn't have this thing. I wasn't like, I'm going to read 20 books or anything like that. I just said, I'm going to get up for the first hour of every day. I won't look at my phone. I'm going to make some coffee and I'm going to read and I'm going to, in my case, pray other people meditate, things like that. But that's what I decided to do. And, and I, I set a goal, you know, I said 90 days, but I said, I want to do this, but it wasn't as though if, if, if I missed a day that I was like, ah, you know, I
1: can't do it. It's just, we'll just do it the next day. So
0: I'm excited for that book. And uh, what day, what day is it coming out?
1: I We're, we're targeting the 10th of December. Okay. So I'll, I, again, I'll put it out on LinkedIn.
0: Well, and this podcast,
1: this podcast could come out on the 10th of December. Oh, that'd be awesome. Potentially,
0: so um, nice. but we'd love to plug it.
1: Cool, yeah. And then as far as what you just said about the morning stuff. And I, again, because people will relate to this. I, I had a hard time doing that. I'm used to just grabbing my phone. My We have a routine, my kids, come in into my bed and we we just sit there for like 30 minutes right um and that that's the purest of of joy right but i admittingly would do things that are not healthy and have been doing this for so long and we just got to get out of those routines so it's like right away waking up you know before i know they're coming in grab my phone and start checking emails that's that's an emotional place you don't want to get it's an emotional place you don't want to go early in the morning. It's proven. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me. That's again why people relate. I'm saying this. It's so hard for me because I want that. It's almost like I'm looking for that drug, right? But it's not a, it's just like any other. It's not good for you. And I can say this now. I'm on three weeks in a row of doing sort of, I'm, I'm getting better, but it has to be longer. I downloaded two apps, one's a grateful app. And one's a meditation app, which I've people who know me that, you know, the homies, they're like, are you kidding me? For meditation? What are you talking about? But it's because I'm trying to improve, right? My life. The Grateful app, again, sitting there before anything and just writing it, writing down five or 10 things that you're grateful for, right? It, it, it's so impactful. And then the meditation thing, I've got to get better at. I'm starting at like 60 second clips, like breathing, you know, this breathing thing. Uh, it works so. And so I've been able to put that in my morning routine. And then I admittingly, go to do, do the phone. But again, it's a work in progress.
0: Yeah, I, I, um, it's. It's not easy. There's no doubt about it. That dopamine is a powerful drug for sure. Um, And it's not one. I mean, we've had to, uh, well, this isn't a time management podcast, but I, I am also passionate about that. So we've had to like plug in, my wife and I plug in our phones at not next to our bed, you know, just like we bought an alarm clock. It's 15 bucks, everybody. You can set an alarm. It's okay. And we just plug in our phones in the kitchen so that you can't even grab it. You know, you almost have to put these things in place. So, um, well, that's, that's uh, well, good for you for, uh, for kind of taking that step. So I want to pivot here as we're uh, kind of getting towards the end. And, I mean, we've talked about LeBron James and we've talked about time and mental health and uh, inspiration and all sorts of cool things, but it is a packaging podcast. So, um, you know, I really just have a couple of questions of, about, about packaging, So you've worked in packaging, creating, essentially creating packaging for, um, you know, at, at some previous places, but now that you're sort of on the other side where you have to work with packaging, um, I'll, I'll really only have two questions. And the first is, what role does packaging play in your, you know, in your brand? for for your for your company so i'm um, is it mostly retail is it a combination of retail and direct-to-consumer e-commerce Some, everyone's kind of the in the mix right now right i mean you can't be full retail retailer you've gotten crushed so um but what role does does you know not just product packaging but also you have a you have products you have to ship so you know the shipping and all that kind of stuff um How much attention do you pay? I'm sure there's there's a lot of packaging people out there right now who are listening who are like, yeah, I would that would be really curious. We don't have a ton of CPG CEOs on our podcast. It's it's a lot of packaging people.
1: Oh yeah, I mean packaging is a is a core piece to the business, right? I mean, and it's a big piece of our cost of goods and and everything. So for us, you know, we're snacks, so we're we have a couple size bags um, uh, as far as our offerings, so you're talking about foil, then you're talking about inner cases as far as display cases that go within the store that then go within a master case, so you're talking about corrugated boxes there. Um, so you got a lot a lot going on and there's a big cost associated with each. As far as what gets placed on them is also the piece to it, right, as far as design and, and you know, the look and feel and touch, um, all has all has its own place as far as the conversation. So there is a lot of time from from the first inception and in ideas and concepts of what the product is going to be, what the brand is going to be, to the point of execution and finding the right partners who are going to deliver on it. And as far as then from you know from those points, making sure that those deliveries are actually happening. So there's a great you know piece of context there as far as partnerships and, and who you're aligning with and making sure that everybody's doing you know what they say that they're going to do. Yeah no uh,
0: there's you're you're quite literally preaching to the choir uh with, with all the packaging people um but yeah I, that's uh that's good to hear so on the I actually lied I have three questions so um I've stopped asking people um a, a lot of questions about sustainability with packaging it's it's a it's a pretty hot topic it's been less hot under covid because it's switched from um sustainability to availability that became the the most common thing was can you get this to me in a certain period of time because I have to fulfill orders um particularly on like soaps and hand sanitizers and things of that uh, cleaning supplies um and food food was another like stocking shelf so um but when when you're working with all sorts of different materials um to what level do you, do you look at something like sustainability? Um, I don't think that like snack bags are the most, you know, sustainable end of life material. Do, you, do your customers, do, are they applying pressure to you on things like that? Or are they, are, what, what is that? We talk about it all the time in the packaging industry. I'm curious what kind of actual conversations or maybe even pressure, if any, do your customers give you?
1: as far as our packaging or, or yeah. our
0: design no
1: the pa- sustainability of your
0: packaging so yeah. do you have people yeah. who like hit you up and are like hey uh I, what you know you're just creating more waste or whatever it is it,
1: it, it's it's coming up um just in general across cpg sustainability in the and the word and you know it's i think it's it's broad at this at this point and people are trying to identify like for us sustainability as far as our ingredients right we it's you know sustainable so we're like right in the vein of it which is fantastic right it's another key piece to why you know we sort of have have chosen this path Um, and then it go into packaging it's kind of its own it's its its own conversation because uh, that part isn't as easy you know whether it was made of recyclable materials or whether or not it is recyclable like that's kind of like the starting point and then you're seeing all these new innovations that are occurring specifically, even like in foil that are, you know, that, that are combined, you know, the way that they're, the way that they're, um, I, you know, some of the terms I've I'm even lost with, right. As far as how they're, how they're thrown away and where they go and do they, do they, um, you, you can imagine. Right? Yeah, they're no, I just, get it. So, so um, I think it's, I think it's interesting conversation. I don't think it's it's a requirement at this stage because there's still a lot of unknowns. There's also still a lot of, you know, sort of price impact that nobody can really, you know, absorb at the time. But over, you know, over time, I can only imagine biodegradable and these sort of things that are going to occur with making, you know, better choices when it comes to packaging.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's... There's, there's no doubt about it. Um, I was actually able to give a, uh, a TED talk recently about food packaging, and you know that I, I harp on the point for people who are working in the food industry, which is the most important thing is is, it, is your packaging best for it to protect the product because so much energy and carbon emission goes into creating food, whether it's you know uh, uh, meat that you're getting from an animal or, you know, synthesizing it, or whatever it might be, there's so much energy that to then waste that, you know, 35 to 40% of all food globally is wasted. And some of that's attributed to, to poor packaging. So to not to, to throw away food to have, you know, waste on the back end is far more detrimental than anything that will happen at the end of life of the packaging. So, um, you know, I now whether or not that message resonates, I think, with consumers is, is a whole other conversation and that also has to be taken into account. But I think you're right in saying, no, we're focused on primarily the sustainability of our sourcing of our ingredients. And yeah, it would be, it would be nice, but you know, I, I happen to know in the packaging industry, there's a lot of s- sustainable or green packaging that's two, three, four times the cost and it's not sustainable because it won't fit into your, to your retail cost of goods sold model. So totally agree with you um, on, on that front. So along those lines, and this is kind of my final uh, my final question and I love it. It's, it's maybe my favorite question. So I ask it to everybody. um, And it's this, so you are given um, we'll call it the magic wand or the Thanos, you know, snappy thingy or whatever you want to call it. You can fix, Anything about our industry, so you're not you're not uh, bogged down by any kind of limitations. You can snap your fingers, you can wave a wand, you can slice your sword and fix anything, and it's done tomorrow. About packaging, um, not about the world. You know that's it's a much broader conversation, but about packaging. So, um, other than making sure that everybody knows that Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time, um, which would be mine. But what is what is that thing then that you would? that you think that you would fix about the industry um, tomorrow, if you could?
1: I don't really have any bad examples or or experiences, at least in the four years that I've been doing this on this side, I'm talking specifically food and beverage, Um, you know, all of our stuff, we we're doing it domestically. So it's such a new, it's such a new and exciting piece of our business and our partnerships are, you know to be frank i've got an, i've got amazing partners that you know ha- have not let me down i mean there's price you know there's it's things that we'd always want you know there's pricing and and things that i could see you know we could get a little better at but i just i i i trust my partners sure, sure. You know, they're often they'll get a little bit of pushback as far as when we price out something at you know at one quantity and then we move to next ones and I go, well, where, where's the, aren't we absorbing something here? You know, and the like, but I, I'm not, I, people will be like, oh, I need to hit him up. I'm not much of a shopper. I know, I know what the going rate is for foil, right? At, you know, 50,000 impressions of a skewer. I know what the amount of corrugated material is being used for a master, what the pricing should be around. You know, I I mean, some would say this, you know, I'm kind of like a a partner's dream in the fact that I'm not I'm not looking for the extra penny or two. I'm just not. I'm looking for a partnership and one that delivers. And I'm just going to use this as a really great closing point. I just got foil produced in under a week. In fact, it was done in like four days on an order that I was in dire need because I needed it to save an issue that was occurring, not even because of the packaging. In fact, it was a seasoning issue that got impacted on turn time. And the foil was something that was gonna resolve this issue. I don't know of anybody in the foil business who's turning something like that at any, at any rate and for anybody. And so I'm just using that as a great closing point. I don't see a lot to VIX because I have amazing partners and I've been very blessed. And I just hope that that continues.
0: No, that's, that's incredible. Um, and you're right. You'll probably, you, you'll either have a bunch of people hitting you up or people who are like, I'm not wasting my time, but, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I would have also accepted no packaging. That would be a great answer. Where are just can remember, remember Mike TV from, uh, uh, Willy Wonka, where he just gets zapped and then he transports through the air and then lands on the other side. Can you imagine if that's what happened, or your stuff went off the manufacturing line and just ended up in your customers' houses? Um, but that's not going to happen. So that's that's amazing. Um, and that that story is 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 a perfect indication. I love. I'm not looking for pennies. I'm looking for partnerships. That's a that's a great that's a great line. And to be fair, it is a lot of is from what I've experienced is a lot more people than you would think, you know, the story of the, like, Oh, we're going to put everything out to bid and we don't really care about you. That doesn't really happen all that often, which is great. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's, I think that's phenomenal. So out other than your free book that may or may not be coming out today, if this airs on the 10th or, uh, it will be on December 10th. It's so the weird part about doing pre-recording podcasts is hopefully the day works out, but um, and, and following you on LinkedIn, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, is, is that really the best way is to, is to connect with you on LinkedIn, follow you there? Um, or, or what would be some other ways that people could, could yeah. follow yeah, your I content? Mean, I'm,
1: I'm pre- I, I reply to a lot of the stuff. I mean, unless it's, it's generic, you know, um, you know, sort of pitches that come from direct message. So if they follow me on LinkedIn, connect with me and send me a message, um, and when you connect with me, anyway, my my information is at the bottom. Oftentimes, it's one of my one of the tools that I always tell salespeople. Sometimes somebody will connect with me or want to, and they connect with me, and then they're in my message asking me, "Hey, I want to send you something." And if it's something that's, you know, I I'll take a peek at. Hey, what's your email? And I I reply back. It, it's one of these things. It's just like me being neurotic. Instead of me actually taking the time to put my email, I say. As a rule, remember that the email is oftentimes in the profile of the person's right, right at the bottom of the person's page. If you're connected with them, which my email is, so anyway,
0: yeah, th- there's how you can
1: find me in my email's there too.
0: There was a there was a guy uh, who's who's somebody that I know who had put out this thing and said, "Hey, I'm looking for." He's like the vice president of procurement at a company, and he said, "Hey, I'm looking for something or other," and put it out on LinkedIn. And the amount of people who were on commenting on there. Hey, send me an email. I'll do this, blah, blah, blah. Send me an email. And when you click on the person's profile, it's literally, his email is in his banner. Like it's right. All you had to do is click on the guy's profile one time and then send him an email and connect. It was, I don't know. It was, I believe it It was funny. I'm sure that you've lived that. So I believe it. Awesome. And then um, for, for those of us who want to go out and, uh, and pick up some I won organics for yeah. us and for our kids and um, what's, What's the best way to do it? I know you're in retailers all over the United States. Yeah.
1: They go um, to i1organics.com. They go to Amazon. They'll find us there. They go to Thrive. Um, we have you know, great partnership there. And then retail is where it' Sprouts and we're at Kroger's and Safeway and, um, and a lot of independents, um, Rouses and independents throughout the country. That's there's awesome. A store, there's a store locator on our website too. So they can always punch that stuff into vitamin shop nationally. Perfect.
0: Um well hopefully uh, some people will go out and check out what you got and they can appreciate start winning that. themselves. So appreciate um, it. Yeah, thanks for being on and uh we'll uh we'll I'll be rooting for you from over here. Thank you, brother. I appreciate having me on.